following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos, the official chip and the official dip of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> you got it. You got it, guys. <laughs> Good job, Isaiah. Thanks, dude. Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips. We've got Chris Beam in the back. Gentlemen, it is a Thursday. We're getting closer to week six in the matchup with the Patriots on the line. And yes. while we're previewing the Cowboys' offense versus that stout Patriots mm. defense, this is going to be fun yeah. because this defense is stout. nasty. They are nasty. How are we doing? I'm swell. How are we doing? Peachy. How you doing? I see you, little daddy. I'm How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? I'm okay. swell. I'm swell. <laughs> what was the ne- what was the word that you've been using? Swell. swell. Has it been swell? So y'all yeah. both use swell, and then Heckman uses peachy. We're swelly swell. Swelly swell. Okay, that's I think Heckman actually might have said peaches the other day. Peaches. Yeah, peaches. Peaches. Peachy. Do you like peaches? Love peaches. My favorite color is peach. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Not a lot. I want to see you <laughs> just strut up in the peach. studio in a peachy shirt. Are you going to be a peach for Halloween? I'm sure you've got one if it's your favorite color. I don't. I bought my wife a bunch of peach stuff, so <laughs> that's how that works. Okay. Heck's like, can we talk about the Patriots now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no it's, it really is. I mean, it's all good. I mean, I, I was thinking, like, if I walked up in here in a whole peach suit. It's, <laughs> oh, man. Whoa. <laughs> and, uh, how, I like our rate, well, First of all, our ratings would probably go up. You know, <laughs> The numbers would crush it. Like, oh, pe- this guy in the peach stu- well, suit. Well, they'd be scrolling <laughs> on Twitter, and they would see just, like, sticking out. They would see oh, the peach color pop. Instead yeah. of just like navy and white, nah, nah, that's back in the day. Maybe, All right, guys, we're on to New England. Let's maybe go. no, maybe that should be the bet this year instead of a Christmas tree. <laughs> no, 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 no. I like that one. No, 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 no. Dumb and Dumber suit with a top hat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Floyd Christmas style. No, we we stand with the Christmas trees. Okay. Oh, we're doing another. And there's a shortage. There's a global shortage on Christmas trees this year. So that Christmas tree gonna be expensive. <laughs> I have resources. Okay. He's got a guy. I got a guy. I got a guy for most things. Figure okay. it all out. Or a gal. Uh, <laughs> exactly. No, and also this may hey, this will make you happy. Mm. They're having there's a pumpkin shortage. So <laughs> there won't be a lot of pumpkin patch pictures this year. I just took the kiddo to the pumpkin pa- there ain't no sh- Shortage of ain't no, I, that's what they said. I saw that was Good Morning America. I already did it. <laughs> Everywhere. I was trying to get her to take one home. She's throwing them all over the place. Hey, this is an annual picture. Chris is going to do it. He does an annual uh, oh pumpkin patch picture. Nice. Always good to see those annual hey, pictures for the beans. You, the, the Harrison family. No, 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 no. Don't no. Oh, no, you should not extend the invite. That. I'm a, I'm that's not where we go with that. Talk to your wife. Nah, say it's done. I don't want to be a part of that. What's wrong with it? I hate it. It's in the country. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a part of something I look forward to it's every year. It's just too cliche. Fall. Let's go to the pumpkin patch. Uh, you, know, I didn't, you know, I wasn't raised. Picks. I wasn't raised in the pumpkin patch environment. Uh-huh. So you know, it's Same. a new thing. You know, and so when I'm exposed to it, I think you do it one time. I didn't know this was an annual, you know, pumpkin patch hayride. You know, petting zoo. Can we do a haunted house? 
Yes. Let's go. I think we talked about this before. Yeah, we did. Heck, Heckman's out. Yeah, he Heck, Heck does that. not want to do it. Yeah, I'm kind of out. Yeah, not, those two guys. Y'all go. That's okay. Uh, All right, yeah. let's get into news and notes before we lose most of our I viewership. We're brothers. <laughs> I'll go we with still you, are, Isaiah. But I mean, you know. I'll go with you. I don't even like haunted houses, but I think it'd be fun. Yeah. News and notes from invite yesterday. The fans. Cowboys back on practice. Yeah, we could invite the fans. Uh, they were inside yesterday. Looks like they might be outside today. Yeah. Looks like the rain's trying to clear up a little bit. Very, very Seattle-ish mm. out there. I say make you miss home. About thirty degrees warmer though. Yeah, truth, truth. <laughs> uh, injury-wise, let's see. Trayvon Diggs did not practice yesterday. He was doing some cord work with Britt Brown during the open portion. I think they're just trying to manage that for Sunday. Uh, Zeke was limited. Said that those ribs are still bothering him after running into the pylon. He was actually checking the pylon at Ford Center to kind of see <laughs> is that one as heavy as the one that fell on me? No. Um, let's see, who else? DeMonte Kazee did not practice either. He, he was dressed out and he looked like he was in some discomfort early uh, with a hip issue and wound up not practicing. So mm. uh, I don't think that's I don't think that's a, a major concern for Sunday. We'll see. Randy Gregory also had limited work again this week. Um, and then, yeah, they started the practice window on two players, Sean McCune and one Kelvin Joseph. Mm. So they can be activated at any point in the next 21 days. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Tough decisions on the line. Uh-oh. So it, it, within the next 21 days, or is that like the max they can be activated, or do they have to wait 21 days? No. Anytime. Uh, once 21 days are up, if they don't do it, then they would revert to IR for the rest of the year. Ooh. So, but usually this means both guys are close. Yeah. You know, and, and Mike McCarthy has said probably nobody coming off IR this week, but it sounds promising, I would assume, for Minnesota at the end of the month. Yeah, usually – or at least with that, I'm thinking Minnesota's got to be the day, right? Is, right? is the bye week included in that three, that 21 days? I believe so, yes. Mm. Yeah. Even though they probably wouldn't practice a lot that week? They might have one actual sort of practice. It, it, yeah. I, I would imagine a pretty light week. Are you guys yeah. even nervous about the bye week at all? As a team, just just mean? knowing that you know, obviously we're having a lot of success, and you know where it's situated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm a little bit. Mike McCarthy talked about it on Monday, and I really liked his answer. He he said basically he loves the bye week being early because he looks at Thanksgiving as like a half bye week of mm-hmm. like the way that it kind of schedules out with the Thursday to Thursday and how they have that ten days and that extra layoff. We saw it last year with the Baltimore game. I mean, the Baltimore game was like what sixteen days. After the one previously, now that was delayed a little bit because of a COVID yeah. deal, but he likes that bye week being earlier, so that way it breaks the season almost into thirds. No, I, I mean I just I know it's fast approaching, but you know you talk about the two guys that are going to come back. I'm looking forward to seeing Boss Man Fat. There's a lot of people we've been talking about him since he's been drafted, um, but I think. Man, Anthony Brown is – he's going to keep that spot on the bench right there for, for Kelvin Joseph. Uh, maybe he'll get involved in special teams. But that's what, for me, McEwen, that's where I believe his – what, you know, his uh, add add to the team has been is on special teams. But also in that – man, that tight end group, he did some really good things also in preseason. He's a, I, would you say he's a better blocker than the two tight ends that we have currently? Um – I would say that, but I, I think both guys have gotten better at it. I think Schultz in particular has gotten better at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that was his role last year in very limited snaps, to your point. And now Jeremy Sprinkle, I think they're out of 
uh, elevations for him without, I think, without the waiver process. Mm. So uh, they, you know, it's a good time for McCune to come back if they if they have to get creative there. I also think it would spell the end, at least temporarily, of the Connor McGovern at fullback. Situation because that's what a lot of what McCune did last year was working as the up back in a running situation. Instead, we've Just seen Connor McGovern that. back there. I don't know. Say that. The, I know the McGovern package. I, I, I like, like. I like. It it. Just got on Madden. I, it did. It is, is on it, Madden. Is it on Madden? <laughs> yeah. Now? That's we did it. We did a whole hit stick segment on it. It was awesome. <laughs> you already said about somebody asked him last Friday, "Would you do you want to get a carry out of this package one day?" He's like, "Yeah, that's every little fat kid's dream." <laughs> I love it. It was a good line. It was uh, a good line. I don't know if it's going to happen, though. No. It, it, so is this really a tough decision coming up with guys like Kelvin Joseph coming back, or is this kind of just the beginning of those tough decisions? Mm. It, are we going to see more? Is it going to get tougher down the road with guys like Gallimore and Osa, kind of how we talked about yesterday, or is this a tough decision with Kelvin Joseph and how he's going to see snaps the way that Anthony Brown's been playing? I can see like three spots three spots on the roster as I look at it without saying names. Okay. I can see three spots that I can say easily you can delegate those guys to IR or however else they got to do organizationally to remove them from the active roster and replace them with guys that are coming off of PUP or IR. Mm-hmm. I see three spots that are easy decisions. Now, that doesn't mean that those are D-linemen for D-linemen or cornerback for cornerback, I, but I do see some easier moves. Now, beyond those three, I think it gets a little bit tricky, a little, a little sticky. When you say three, is it three positions or three pe- three people? Ah, okay. Three so people. You can't, who are those people? Like back in? No, he, he just said he, he just said he was going to say <laughs> yeah, that. I know. I'm not, but, but can yeah. you give us a position then? Uh, well, I mean, guys that are coming onto the roster. Are you saying? Or are you guys got me coming coming off? Because that's gonna that's gonna tell us the process of elimination. You see, you see what you're trying to do thing right there. You see what you're trying to do right <laughs> no, there. No, no. Yeah, at least you won't have to Heck say. Heck, going investigative journalism here. Come on. Like um, back in roster guys, like guys toward the end of the fifty yeah, three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. there's three easy decisions in terms of guys that come off. Well, you know, unfortunately for them, um, but I see beyond that though, there's going to be some more difficult conversations. Yeah, and I mean, if they don't activate anybody this week, um, heard that too. If they don't activate anybody this week, there, there's another game. Uh oh, we still on? I don't know if we're still on. Like and everything shorted out, and then our yeah, I think we're back. Picture we're back. came back. Wow, that was interesting. I, I keep saying, it. I mean, it's it's deadliest catch, man. It's a it's a hundred percent injury rate. Guys get hurt, and hopefully that doesn't happen. But that's you know, sometimes you might have to put somebody on IR, you know, to 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 fill that spot. I feel like uh, aliens are coming or something. Yeah, this is they really are. weird. I don't know if this is on program or not, but it's basically the entire studio is is completely shorting out at the moment. So. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. We're going to keep going like we're on air and like it's not really heard from a fan standpoint or a viewership (laughs) standpoint, but I don't know what's going on. It's Thursday. Let's go. (laughs) Really, really. There's three spots. I don't know what's going on. Do you guys. For guys that we know are going to be contributors immediately? Well, see, you. I want names. I mean, I, I mean, there's it's they're not <laughs> starters one through fifty three. There's guys that are kind of no. What I'm saying is, roster, we've been so talking about this not, for about three months now, Rob, and we've yeah. we've been talking about the names. And so I'm just I'm just asking Isaiah. I know there are a few names or positions that let's just say a wide receiver. All right, mm-hmm. let's just say maybe a, a rookie secondary 
uh, guy uh, that that may be in in deep deep water there. Uh, so I just know there are a few there are a few changes that may be made once, especially once we get Gallimore back, Hill back. There's I mean obviously there's going to be a bit of a shuffle. Oh, that's mm-hmm. better. Is that better? Yeah. Way better. It, it everything is good on the on the viewership end. So okay, great. We'll keep going. It, whatever's going on in, in studio is really weird, but I don't. <laughs> we're gonna push past it. Let's start talking about this defense for the New England Patriots. They are physical up front. I mean, this is really really fun uh, to look at as a matchup. I mean, Isaiah, of course, you've being a Bill Belichick former player. Is this kind of what he, the ultra? Talented top end guys, at least from an across the board standpoint. But man, I just my first two years here in Dallas, and great strength program, great all around organization. Obviously, um, and being here with the Dallas Cowboys was definitely a blessing. When I went to New England, um, two things I learned right immediately was how to prepare. Right was how to prepare for a mm-hmm. game, like the way in which they do in New England. Um, so mentally, prepar- the mental preparation, the the testing, the the film study, the meetings. The the he had more walkthroughs than Jason Garrett. Can you believe that? <laughs> All right, um, the walkthroughs. So you're mentally prepared for every the situational awareness. Right, he puts you through every situation, and then on top of that, the physical, uh, that physical aspect in terms of the training. I didn't know what it really meant to lift. We I thought we had a really good strength program here. When I got out there, you lifted. Like like you like how you expect guys to lift in the off season. That's how they lift during the season. I'm not sure if it's still that way, but looking at the size of these guys, I would imagine it's pretty similar. Now, we had Harold Nash, who's our head strength coach here now in Dallas. He was the, he was an assistant strength coach when I was out there in New England, so I'm sure we're getting some of that here as well. But those guys lift the weights, and these guys are always because he always wants to be physical. He wants to wear you out throughout the game and throughout the season. He wants to be more physically demanding because he knows what this game turns into as the weather starts changing. Mm-hmm. As the weather starts changing, what do you have to turn? You can't throw the ball around anymore. So what do you have to do? You have to revert down to the trenches. And he wants to be demanding and physical and, and own that that portion of the game. So these guys are going to be very disciplined. These guys are going to be very large in terms of just how they present themselves, their stature. And then they're going to be strong as all get out. Right? And they're going to force you to do things the right way. They're going to be in the right gap. They're going to have their head on the right side. They're going to tackle well. They're not going to make bad decisions. They're not going to hurt themselves penalty-wise. So you have to find ways to approach this game and, and find where they're weak at, which I believe is – because they're so big, because they're so aggressive against the run, there's opportunities at the second level. There's opportunities in a, on the interior side of the defensive with Schultz and things of that nature. Because these guys are going to be a physical challenge. They're only giving up. I haven't done the exact math yet, but it looks like total yardage probably around 320 yards per game total. Not We just had, what, 515? Yep. These guys are giving up about 320 total. I'm going to run the math here exactly. But that's what it looks like total offense that they're allowing against their team. This is a stout team. What do you think, Heckma? I think we're going to bust him in the mouth. But here's the other <laughs> thing. No, here's the other thing. And he's right. And you, I love, I love, this is a part of this this job, man, that I absolutely just, man, I love it. Just watching Bill Belichick's defense. He has the recipe. He has, to, And he has it each and every year. You go back, we talked about the offense yesterday and talked about how Mac Jones looks like Tom Brady 2.0 when he started as a rookie and the way that they're playing him. The defense has always been the same. He does multiple fronts, hybrid looks. You don't know if it's a 4-3, 3-4. Sometimes he has five, six people standing at the line of scrimmage with just one linebacker. So, I mean, it's just one of those things with, with this team 
with the the Patriots that you don't know. You 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 come into a game saying, "Oh, they're going to play man." They may they may not. They may go two. They, you know, they may go zone. It, it, just the way that they're so so mm-hmm. very well coached up. And you talk about those girthy guys that they have up front. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They got a lot of them, and we've been worried about that, especially with our weaknesses or perceived weaknesses yes. in the middle. But yeah. look, man, these guys are not the wife taker Fletcher Cox. You know, mm-hmm. it's not. You know, these guys are not Hargrave. It, we're not going to. They've seen this before, and then you talk about their secondary and their back end. They have some really good guys back there on the back end, but none of those guys are like the the free safety we went against from uh, from L.A. Chargers. Uh, they're not like that. Yeah, you they know, they don't have individuals. That can, that can take you out like that. No, yeah. but here's the thing, though. They have some guys out there that are funky. Yep. And I mean, if you get to, when you get to Gillette Stadium, you smell something. It's gonna be Matthew Judon. Yep. <laughs> he is the real deal. 6'3", 275 pounds. They move him all around the place. He played everywhere at Baltimore. He played all over their formation, mm-hmm. all over their line, their if, front. If he has any perceived weakness that I can see in his game, is it's stopping the run. He's stopping the run for me. Um, I, I really, I see, I see. We can run at him. Uh, he's a pass rusher. I mean, he's a high energy guy. They have a bunch of those yes. uh, high energy <laughs> guys. You might have forgotten about a, a guy by the name of Kyle Van Noy, yep. um, linebacker. He is man. He's another guy that's going to be all over the place. But watch for Winovich, number fifty. He is man. He's just one. I don't know how Bill does this every. By finding a guy that he is like the guy's like the energizer bunny and he just does not stop. And those are the kind of players that I think that we've had problems with in the past. But when I look at our offense versus our versus their defense, we have one thing to do, and that is control the line of scrimmage. This is a, this is gonna be a fat man's game from from the tackle to tackle. We have got to dominate these guys up front and we gotta do it for four quarters and we gotta run at them. Yeah, Mike McCarthy wasn't interested in giving away the game plan yesterday, but he did say, "Look, they play matchups, and they're you know they're probably looking at Tyler Biotish, and they're looking at uh, the interior and saying we're we're gonna oh, um, Terrence Steele, excuse me, at mm-hmm. right tackle, and saying that you know they're probably gonna try to go at our young guys. So we'll see how it how it works out. We didn't haven't even mentioned Dante Hightower, who's back for yep. them, who's been yes. you know the the heartbeat of their defense for years, and was a COVID uh, <clears throat> opt out last year. I just to me this is just what a test for Kellen Moore. I mean, we're going to talk about Kellen Moore later in the show. And, you know, he's been in his bag. He's the darling of the NFL right now. And he's going up against Bill Belichick. And there's no greater test. Whether you say what you want about their personnel, if you don't think it's as great as in the past, they can scheme things up. I mean, they held Tampa Bay to 19 points yep. a few weeks ago. And that's the game to me you need to watch to see kind of what they did because in terms of personnel, that's as good a receiving core as, as there is in the league, maybe right behind the Cowboys or right there with the Cowboys. Played a lot of man coverage. You know, Wasn't that crazy? They, yeah. I mean, they just basically – and actually, I didn't realize when I was watching the game, but they <clears throat> initially, but they shadowed – they had three guys picking a receiver and basically shadowing for most of the game. Just say it's like basketball. You take this guy for the entire game. And so you just never know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you watch that uh, the Rams Super Bowl against the Pats, and they come out and they play zone like the whole game. When they were a man defense. The greatest just, show on turf. Yeah, and just totally, <laughs> totally flustered Sean McVay. So I, I, I know the Cowboys are rolling, and I'm not trying to gas oh, anybody t- up. Not that but, Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm talking about – Oh, yeah. I'm going way back. Going way back. <laughs> yeah, I'm going <laughs> way I'm going to Marshall Falk back. Yeah. <laughs> good. They just have ways to scheme it up and make it hard for you. It's just fascinating to me, though, because the Cowboys don't seem to really have 
any weaknesses right now. Yeah, you yeah. can t- you can take something away, but uh, they're all. Oh, by the way, they're averaging 170 yards on the ground right yeah, now. Yeah, the, the the psychology of Coach Belichick. I have such a high regard for him, and obviously most people do because of his success. But being in the building with him, his office is as soon as you walk in the building, his office is right there on the left hand side. So as a player, you come in, they have things all over. His office is literally right there, and he he has a cot in his office. He sleeps there. There's days where he just sleeps at the office because he watches so much film. If there is a weakness, right, to your point in terms of if he has any kind of success against the Cowboys, this would be the game plan going forward for every other team. That is true because he, if there is anybody in this league that can find a weakness in our offense, it's him. And he will watch enough film to find that one little thing. So Kellen Moore button up every doggone little every little package, every formation, every protection, because he will try to find that hole. He's like water. You give him a crack, he'll find, he'll freaking seep through that thing. He's that's good. a great analogy. Yes. I, I like that yeah. a lot. What is the blueprint? That's what we're going to answer when we come back on the other side of the break. Because I want to know, is it the second level stopping the run? Is it the front four getting pressure on Dak Prescott? What are they going to take away from the Cowboys or attempt to take away <laughs> when we return here on Talking Cowboys? Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, where it's a great people, great pay replay. Again, here from the SWBC studios, Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. If you want to join him and do great work with great people for great pay, you can apply now at jobsatcaliber.com. That's jobsatcaliber.com. Second segment here where we attempt to guess the blueprint. That's mm. I guess our game this Are week. Are we playing Bill Belichick? Is that what we're doing? What was that? Are we playing Bill yeah, Belichick? Yeah, you're, right you're about to put on your Bill Belichick hoodie. You got with some music the cut off sleeves and everything. Ba, 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 da, da. 
Is that is that the Bill know. Belichick intro? Know, Bill Belichick song? doesn't have music, and you should already know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's like actually a, a funny guy. That doesn't surprise we'll me. We'll find out tomorrow. What's tomorrow? What's Ooh, tomorrow? Chris is teasing. We have an idea for a game oh, tomorrow. Got you. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sweet. It's going to be fun. I got some pictures that I can never show. Yeah, please don't. Do that. <laughs> Coach Belichick, in terms of some of our, our Halloween party we had some years back. Uh, pictures that not you can't those kind show. of pictures. Not those kind uh, of pictures. Uh, <laughs> I don't need him tracking me down, Isaiah. He's already going to. What the He's going to get you that? all. He, he listens. <laughs> he listens. He watches the film. That's what he stays up at night doing is Probably. he's listening to Talking Cowboys. Probably. All right. So he usually takes one thing away. One thing that the team on the other side of the line of scrimmage does best. So, like Rob said in the last segment, Kellen Moore is in his bag right now, mm. and literally everything is working. Mm. The offensive line's playing well. The receivers are playing well. Mm. Your run game is stout, one of the mm. top in the league. And guess what? Your quarterback is playing some of the best, most efficient football of his six-year career. So, what does Bill Belichick try and take away, Heckma Harrison? Do you believe that there is one thing specifically that is better above the rest that he's going to attempt to try and Evaporate, man. This is like hitting a grapefruit, man. The easy thing is is going to be taking away the run, and he's going to crowd the line of scrimmage and take that away and force a situation for Jack for Dak Prescott to try and you know throw the ball all over the park. He understands that this offense, the way that it's been moving since week two until now, has been predicated on the success that we have with play action. Mm -hmm. When teams have to honor us in the play action, it just opens up everything that Kellen Moore does. And I think that's the bag that we're talking about. So, you know, I think him being tough at the line of scrimmage and also, like I said, taking away the run. I don't want to take too much meat off this bone, guys. Um, If I'm Bill Belichick, I am going to consume the gaps. Right to to your point of taking away the run, I'm gonna I'm gonna take away the interior run. I'm gonna force you to run outside, right? Because I know that you want to keep Zeke in the game. I know that's what you want to do, right? So I'm gonna try to make Zeke go back to Zeke last year, where he was trying to force plays, and when he tried to force plays, what happened? He fell with the rock. Mm-hmm. What have we done in these in these first couple of games? We put the rock on the ground, not necessarily from Zeke, right? But just as a as a team, yeah, last two games, All right? So. I would try to I would crowd the gaps, right? Not necessarily crowd the line of scrimmage, but but cover the gaps with, with the size that I have, right? Use my stand up ends, right, to contain, to have some contain. And then on the on the secondary side of things, I'm gonna play two man, which means I'm gonna take my my cornerbacks, put them on an inside leverage of your of your receivers, and I'm gonna be physical with you at the line of scrimmage with help over the top. And I'm gonna have somebody right over the top of your tight end saying, I try to beat me. That's that's what happened on CD's touchdown, mm-hmm. actually, where they they had they were supposed to have to help over the top, and yeah. CD was too fast for it. Um, nice. That sounds good to me because I, I honestly I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know what he's gonna do, but I, but the one game the Cowboys lost, and part of it is Tampa Bay's personnel, but they yeah. crowded the line of scrimmage and said we're not gonna run and we're not gonna run inside. They, and, and and Kellen did some they did some things where it wasn't necessarily even tosses outside. It was little little mm-hmm. flare. Think so. Yeah, it's, it count as passes, you know. Yeah, but. <clears throat> Maybe that's the way to do it. I know when they it seemed like more so when they played Tampa Bay, again, they they kind of singled up man coverage and and maybe there there were more favorable run boxes there and Tampa Bay had about 120 yards, but they, but they they flooded the passing lanes for Tom Brady. So, I don't know. Maybe we see a little bit of both because I don't know I don't know if you can play just one way the whole game and beat this no, team. This Cowboys no. offense. And and their defense is only giving up one rushing touch, touchdown to a running back. So the other wow. ones have been two mm-hmm. quarterbacks. And so that obviously you know this is going to be a game where 
Zeke may not have, but like he like last time he was at Gillette Stadium, 89 yards. It, it, it may not be 100 yards. It may be a uh, by-committee situation. That's why Tony Pollard is going to be so important uh, in this game as well, especially doing exactly what Isaiah is saying. If they're crowding the middle and they force us to go outside, we have a guy that is the switchblade to our running back's uh, scheme. But – Here's, I, I talked about Matthew Judon and just what he does from a defensive standpoint, and I look at us offensively, and I pray that Belichick stays in a man versus us. Because if he does, Gillette Stadium is going to smell like biscuits. We're going to burn them down. Mm. We're going to burn them down. It's just my it's, mama's biscuits. Yeah, my mama's biscuits. <laughs> I'm talking about the biscuits that wake you up in the morning. We're going to burn them down. And they'll have a hard time with our talent and the weapons that we have internally. Mm-hmm. If they allow, like you're talking about, a guy coming over the top of Schultz to bump Schultz, because they don't they don't allow free releases in New England. They're going to put their hands on you. But still, if you have a linebacker, Man-to-man with Schultz. I, I, I like that that matchup. Yeah, we'll, he will be tested in that regard. Coach Belichick teaches, um, man, yeah, very intently. He he teaches get hands on, on everybody. Nobody gets free releases. Um, he wants to bang you at the line of scrimmage. If you're a tight end, you better be watching film on and working on your releases off the ball, especially if you're coming out of a three-point because you're going to have a 270-pound dude putting his hands on you. Right, and he's gonna ride. He's gonna, he might not ride you all the way to the second to the second level, but you're gonna have. But what a rough does that time. do though, to, so the people understand what that what that does? Yeah, it, it throws off your timing. So if I'm Dak Prescott and I have two point three seconds to get the ball off, and all of a sudden Schultz is taking you know half a second, point six seconds to get off the ball, I'm off of him. I don't have time to sit back on him, right? Because Schultz now, you know, now we're one second into the play, one and a half seconds into the play, and Schultz is only three or four yards down the field. He can't get into his route, mm-hmm. so it, it disrupts. What the, what you want to do on that level, and in in terms of crossers, they know that the second level, right, in the, in the middle of their field, the second level is their weak spot. So anybody who tries to cross over there, guess what? They're gonna do just like Harrison used to do, cast, and they're gonna try to take your head off as long as you're within five yards. You are gonna feel them. If nothing else, New England wants to make sure that you feel them when you walk off this field. You want to mention that? Go back to that. And we're going back 20 years, and it was a different game. But the greatest show on turf game, they just they just you know beat the hell out of they the Rams them. receivers and said, hey, throw a flag every play, refs. Mm-hmm. Throw, throw, throw hey, a flag. Different di- game back. Different in NFL. Different in NFL. But they can't sneeze on nobody. But yeah, to this day, they're very physical defensively. Well, and that's what the second level of their defense does so exceptionally well. That's why Judon is feared. That's why Dante Hightower is feared. That's why Kyle Van Oy has a career in the NFL because they're heavy hitters and because they're good and they're quick in coverage and they can do a lot of different things. I think that's the strength of their defense is the second level heading into the third with J.C. Jackson, who, by the way, was one of two players last year that had more picks than Trayvon Diggs has right now in the entire 2020 season because there were two guys. It was Howard from Miami and J.C. Jackson, who had nine picks last year as well. He's got two this year. So you've got some solid guys in the secondary well as well. Kyle Duggar, Mm. D3 talent out of the draft last Mm. year, who we really liked. one of the He's McCourty been playing twins. really well. McCourty's back there as well. I mean, second level into the secondary. I think this team's as good as what the Cowboys have seen so far. I like that. I mean, and one of the things that Belichick does is he brings in smart players. He brings, like you see Jalen Mills from the Green Goblin from the Eagles. I'm so happy he didn't <laughs> play for the Eagles anymore. But he's nursing a hamstring injury yeah, uh, as yeah. well. So, you know, I, I, J.C. Jackson, man-to-man on Amari Cooper, I'll take that every day and that. twice on Sunday.
You know, that's that's a matchup I will I will get. You, you think know. he will be on that matchup, or you think he'll go with with maybe a CD Lamb on the other side? Oh, they better put somebody on Mari Cooper. Yeah. If they don't, if they don't, that's where the problem will 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 start uh, is with Amari. But again, you still sit in a situation where you have CD Lamb, and we saw it last week with him being able to take the top off of a defense. All of that is still going to be uh, <laughs> there for us. And Cedric Wilson has an opportunity right now at being matched up maybe with their third or. Andre Phillips, that guy that comes in at nickel, I think he had to play a lot of extended snaps last week versus Houston. But you see the vulnerability there. As much as we're talking up, Belichick, if you go back and look at that defense, they are playing a whole lot of snaps. These guys have to stay on alert because their offense is inept. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we can do this. If we can get them the first quarter, jump out on them, score some points, and keep that pressure on their head for four quarters, I think this is a team that's going to be ready to lay down. They'll be like the roly-polies. Do you think that we will (laughs) – that we will be the offense that puts up the most amount of yardage against them today. Hmm. Today, because to date it's the Tampa Bay game with 381. Oh, well, they're certainly capable of doing that. Can, can they cash in though? Is, is the question. And that Tampa Bay game without the weather and everything, I think that had a factor to play in it, um, especially with as how explosive Tampa's offense has been. Mm-hmm. But I don't see them stopping us from getting more than 400 yards. I don't see them stopping it. The weather is not supposed to be bad. I just looked it up. It's like sunny and 60, 60, 64. Nice. So it's not going to be. It, it's not supposed to be this. Slog they of the game that we saw. And they haven't ago. faced. The, I mean, they faced the Dolphins. No offense. The Jets. No offense. The Saints. Trying to figure out their quarterback. Right. They had 252, 252 yards total against against uh, mm-hmm. New England. And then they faced Tampa. Three eighty one. Houston had some success. Um, and that was where we at three hundred sixty yards total. So. Um, Interested to see. I think I think we put up some some good yardage against against them for sure. But I think it's going to have to come in the middle of the field, middle of the field passing game, outside running game. So what you're saying to me is, Dak Prescott's probably going to throw the ball quite a bit. Yes. Tony Pollard's going to have some pretty solid runs to the outside for the most part mm-hmm. if they're able to shut down Zeke. They'll try Zeke early, They'll but then it's going to be a Pollard game late, right? Is what we're no. at least thinking. And then Dalton Schultz is probably going to have a pretty good impact in this football yes. game underneath, right in the middle of that yes. second level. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's not gonna let. He's not gonna let Cooper. To your point, you know, he, he's gonna take Cooper out. He's gonna try. Let me say that for people try to come after me and crucify me. He will make sure that Cooper is not the guy who beats them. Biscuits. Mm. I'm with you, buttermilk. Yeah, and, and and the thing is, is that the pressure that they get up front. Now we talked about Judon, but we still haven't talked about Bentley, number eight. They have a linebacker. That's I like the, him. He, I'm telling you, the guy. They're going to bring pressure from a lot yeah, of different angles. Like they him. do it with their strong safeties. They do it with their middle linebacker. I just believe that right now, you can do that versus a quarterback that's not experienced. I think Dak right now, the game is like the athletes say, it's the game is slowed down. So if the game is slowed down for Dak, I think that gives him an opportunity to take full advantage of what they do. Agreed. They just got to be ready to adjust. Kellen Moore was asked about what are they, you know, they're known for taking away strengths. And he said, we're going to come in with a game plan we feel confident about, but guys have to be ready midstream to change say, hey, we got to change it up. Because yeah. that's, I mean, it's Belichick. Going to change it up, going to bring the heat from that defense. And when we come back, what is Kellen Moore going to do to try and combat that uh, a little bit more? And also, what did Troy Aikman have to say about Mr. Moore and how he's been playing, or calling plays, I should say, over the last couple of weeks when we return with more Talking Cowboys? 
Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run Package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. <laughs> Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more Essilor on Talking Cowboys. <laughs> That's one that if if you're listening to the show, if you're a listener of the show, which you gotta see it, gotta be you, a gotta, you gotta go on YouTube, you gotta go on DallasCowboys.com, go on the Periscope. I guess it's not Periscope; it's just Twitter now. Go on Twitter, look at Isaiah during the reads because it's I love Essilor. awesome. We do. We love our Essilor. Gotten us lenses, caliber collision, man. Tostitos. We love all of our partners here. Oh, yeah. SWBC, all friends. Awesome. Guys, how did we get through all of yesterday's preview of the Patriots offense without knowing that they have an inside man? Garrett Gilbert's on the practice squad. Double G wagon. That's how that's how you feel about Garrett Gilbert. That's the drop. They do have an inside man though. Yeah, they got an inside man. They got an inside man. You think he's over there telling Kellen more secrets? Absolutely. Yeah. You think I didn't Did tell you we ever do that? What the Heck yeah, I told you secrets. When, we won, <laughs> when I was playing with the Giants and we went to the Super Bowl against the Patriots, you think I wasn't giving all the information? Does Were it you? help? Does it help? Uh, uh, yeah. It does? Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I've never known a fan give me to worry a, about that stuff too much. Give me an example. I want to know what, what information you were able to, to share while you were on the sideline during a Super Bowl. Concepts, signals, all that. So you, you knew what they were running before they ran it. There's, there's some things they changed up, some things they didn't change. Hmm. I'm not going to say what percentage of the plays of that was, but oh, yeah, I there, was know the, what the there was definitely was. concepts that they that they were running and signals that were not changed up that 
we were pivy to. The inside man. Mm-hmm. When you have to be Isaiah a quarterback in the room with the New England Patriots, you remember some things. Mm, wow. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> one ring later. Oh, that's true. It worked out for you. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, we bought him in the snitch, ladies and gentlemen. Doctor Evil. <laughs> I don't know if Garrett Gilbert's going to have that same kind of impact on mm. on the Cowboys and, and what Kellen yeah, Moore's trying to do. I think Kellen Moore gave him access to the bag that he's actually digging in right now. Kellen Moore's like, and being that we're talking about, you know, like, you know, uh, Halloween and trick-or-treating. See, back where I grew up, you know, trick-or-treating, you had a little bag, right? You would walk house to house, but I grew up in the hood, so there was always a bag snatcher. There was always somebody who would ride by on a bike and snatch your bag from you and would end up at the house with a bunch of people's bags. They were thieves, okay? Um, But you just chopped that up as an L. Kellen Moore is a bag snatcher right now. He is going... Against all these he defensive coordinators, yes, he is taking the <laughs> souls. <laughs> He's taking the souls of defensive Hell, coordinators as we continue to go through our that season. That is talent. You just related a hood story about getting robbed yes, for to your kill game. More. To kill more. <laughs> all right, I'm done. Let yeah. me just keep going. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> the I, end how, of the do show. You, how do you top that? Kellen Moore <laughs> is a bag snatcher, aka the taker of <laughs> he souls. De- he Debo, Shang Su, whatever his name <laughs> is, for more to come back. He is taking <laughs> souls from people right now. And it's two weeks till Halloween. So it all just ties in. And this is just off the cuff. You didn't come in thinking of that. Yeah. You guys never got your bag snatched before? Nah. No. 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 You guys grew up in a good neighborhood. (laughs) No, I didn't, but with nobody taking that. You've never seen a kid's soul just leave his body until his his whole night's work just got taken from him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just rides and watches him ride off on a bicycle. You just chalk it up to an L. (laughs) That's the L, man. Crap. Give me that. Give me that. (laughs) Yo, Keller Moore, the bag snatcher. Taking people's candies, taking people's candy all the way I home. See, the, the image that I'm getting is, <laughs> oh, really, awesome. is really what's messing me up. It's, it's, it's the theater of the mind. Kellen, Thank you, Isaiah. Kellen on the beach cruiser, <laughs> like Debo. He's on the beach cruiser, like Debo. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Somebody please do a jib jab <laughs> with oh. Kellen Moore's face on Debo. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Oh my god. Wow. Now I don't even want to talk about anything the rest of the show. I feel like that's that's about as good as it's gonna get. Let's keep talking about Kellen Moore though. Did you guys hear what Troy Aikman had to say about Mr. Moore and what he's been doing? Mm. Yes. Pretty high praise from one Troy Aikman. Rob, did you get a chance to look at it? Yeah, I did. My first thought was, well, thanks, Troy. And Kellen's gone. He's, <laughs> he's gone next year. What I did mean, he say? Well, you sent it to me. I didn't see him. It. He oh. basically just compared it to to his time with North Turner, where they just, I mean, they're on a wavelength, and the communication is so good. And just on top of, I mean, he's a bag snatcher. That's what mm-hmm. basically, Troy basically said. Like, right, he's, bro. you know, they, they use so many different looks and so many different formations, and they run a lot of great stuff. Um, Basically, just gave him as high a praise as I've heard anybody give him so far this season. There's been a lot of high praise. So when a Hall of Famer says that, I mean, people take Listen. notice of stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, he's he's going to get some attention when the season's over. There's no doubt about that. There, are, I already saw a graphic where he was like the number two candidate for the Raiders job mm. already. I mean, he was already on a list for that. Now that would be at the end of the year. That wouldn't be anytime soon. But basically, the best thing that Troy Aikman ultimately said was talking about Dak Prescott and the relationship that those two guys have and how they're in lockstep. That was the way that he put it. Those guys are in lockstep together. And he also related it back to them being teammates and having that camaraderie as a quarterback room. And, of course, Kellen was there when Dak was drafted, and then they had kind of the quarterback battle together, and Dak ultimately ended up as the starter. But 
Troy says that that works in Kellen Moore's favor. So I ask you as a former quarterback, Isaiah, does that play a bigger role than I think people give credit for? That's very interesting. I'm not sure. I've never really had that dynamic. Just that relationship going from player to coach and knowing. There's a level of respect that comes from being with playing, uh, competing with somebody. Um, You know, when you're in the same room with somebody competing, there's just that. There's a respect and a regard for the individual that you just can't walk off the street and get hired and come just attain from Dak Prescott. So Dak looks at him, I'm some, I would assume, differently than he looks at any other coach simply because they have that understanding of what they both put in um, during their time as players. And now, retrospect, he's now looking back at him as a coach now, and I would imagine they, they, just, they just have that understanding of... Uh, and, and like I said, that's just a regard and respect. I think that's that's different. I've never had that. That's pretty cool. They became close um, when Dak was, you know, Kellen. That was Kellen's opportunity, and he got hurt in training camp. And they became close that year, and he became a real sounding board for Dak. I'd, I'd say Mark Sanchez did as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that that bond formed early on, and before he was ever a coach, you know. No, I, you know what? One of the things that I have, and going back to Troy Aikman and the compliment that he gave him. And one of the things that I've always been envious of is the fraternity of football players. I don't care if you are played in the league back in the 50s or playing right now. There's a common respect amongst guys that played the game. Mm -hmm. And so when a guy makes, especially obviously Hall of Famer, gives you a compliment like that, obviously that's got to resonate with you, especially when he's talking about North Turners and Zampezis. Like these are the one of the greats of the game. And, I just feel as though, and, and I thought also just up to make sure I don't forget this, is when he was talking about Jason Garrett playing with Garrett and the, the rumors that Garrett would maybe someday be an offensive coordinator. He's like, well, I didn't want to sacrifice my good years for that. It just talked about the competitive nature of guys back then and the way that they looked at the game and how they respected the guys that coached them uh, and how that's changed now where guys are much younger. They're coming straight from off of the practice field going into coaching. And that's just a, you know, a great dynamic to see that Dak has receive that and they have the bond that they do. I just hope that no matter what Kellen Moore does with the success that he has, that he continues on that trajectory. And if he does leave here, I hope that everybody's taking every note digitally that he's going to leave so that his bag doesn't leave with him. We can keep the bag here. Keep the bag at home. That's such a uh, a Sad way to think of it, though. It's like every time something goes well for either one of these coordinators, for Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn, it's like, man, but I don't want them to leave. I don't want them to that's go. That's the way it is. But it is. That's the that's the business of the NFL. That's how it happens. Yeah, I mean, that's it's the same thing with players. We're not going to be able to keep everybody. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're waiting on Michael Gallup to come back, and I wish this was a game that Michael Gallup was back for. Oh, I agree. Oh, yeah. I wish this is because this would be the Michael Gallup. This would game. be the game. But you know, obviously, with his value and the and the way that I love Mike. G, we might be, may not be able to keep him. We may not be able to keep Wilson. We may not be able to keep uh, Randy Gregory. I mean, just yeah. obviously guys leave. And so, look, if that happens to us at the end of the year with Kellen Moore, it's going to be huge. But they're still chasing the ultimate prize right now, and that's all you can ask for at the moment. Got to try and get up there and, and get it done, and then, hey, wherever you guys go, you did the job right. Let's get that ring. Long way to go until we get there, but they're on the way at the moment, and they've got a fun one. What's tomorrow, Con? On Sunday. What's tomorrow? tomorrow? What's tomorrow? S- tomorrow, say it with your chest. Friday, oh. sir. Mm. We've got a fun game. I've been doing push-ups. Coming up tomorrow. We've also got a DraftKings Insider segment that we've got to put together tomorrow. 
And we've got our guest pickers tomorrow. So be sure to get ready right in the middle of the second segment. I told Hickman I've been doing push-ups. I wanted some more bass when I said it with my chest, so I've been doing push-ups. Well, good. Get that core. Yeah. That core. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. We've got our best oh, the, oh, yeah. our fan <laughs> tomorrow picking 888-855-2297. Go ahead and write that down, 888-855-2297. Before we get any more off the rails, that's it for us here on Talking Cowboys. For Chris Beam in the back, Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, I'm Kyle Yeoman. See you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, guys?